Welcome to the Creation Innovation Podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth King. Together, we'll have conversations with incredible human beings who have taken their creative outlet and turned it into something innovative. From people leaving the corporate world to be eight-figure entrepreneurs, to people who have created books, created a family, or just creating to have fun in the world. We are all in a journey to create something amazing in our lives, and I hope that you find some inspiration of your own here. This is the Creation Innovation Podcast. Welcome back. I am really excited today to talk to Angie. She, well, Dr. Angie, I should say, excuse me. She is a doctor of physical therapy specializing in women's health and sport medicine. She's creator of the core recovery method. She offers a unique approach to optimizing core, spine, and pelvic function through breath work and organ positioning. She is a mama, an entrepreneur, and a woman's advocate, and she's passionate about educating, inspiring, and empowering women everywhere to reconnect with their core. I love that. Thanks, Angie. Thanks for being here. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. So even just reading out your bio, I'm thinking, where do we even start? For one, organ positioning, is it possible for us to reposition our organs? Is that a thing? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Um, it was such a game changer for me when I learned this, because this is not a, you know, widely discussed topic. Yeah. This is not something that I learned in PT school, you know, like all through like my doctorate education, it was just like, this is where your organs are located. Um, specifically in like women's health, we would talk about a prolapse, um, those sorts of things. And it was like, once it happens, it's, that's how it is. And it's only going to get worse. Um, so there was a very, um, kind of rigid, uh, negative approach to, you know, what we can do about, um, you know, organ function. So, yeah, so that's, that's really, um, a huge part of my method. Um, that's what makes it very different from other methods, um, that work on pelvic health and core health and spine health. Okay. Um, because it really starts from like the deepest, deepest center of you. And as women, the center of us is our uterus, which of course uh, impacts our fertility. Yeah. And I think part of, you know, we often in our world of fertility talk about pelvic floor and I'm always telling people go before you get pregnant, go while you're pregnant. Don't wait till after, cause it'll be easier to, you know, go through all the things if you have the PT prior to, Um, but at the same time, I think people who haven't been down that road, it's kind of hard for them to get their head around. Why would I go see a PT for something that I am not having an issue with yet? Right. So could you explain, I guess, for those that are listening, why that would be a benefit to, to work with a PT prior to pregnancy and or giving birth, even if you are at that point pregnant? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I guess to start with the uterus, because, you know, she's the one who's growing and creating this life. So the, I look at it from a very, um, mechanical standpoint. So the position of your uterus is absolutely critical for her blood flow. Okay. So if she's not in her ideal position in your pelvis, she's not going to get as much blood flow, lymph flow, nerve flow. And And so that hormonal, 
sorry to interrupt, but we hear often that people have like tilted uteruses or, you know, other right. things. What hap What about those people? Are they still able to kind of 100%? Okay. Okay. Yes. You can change the position of your uterus um, with several different techniques, all of which I go through in my online program. And I'll, I'll share a little bit more today. Um, but yes, it comes down to centering your uterus. So your uterus could be low. She could be tilted to the right, to the left. She could be tilting forward over your bladder or backward over your bowel. Um, now all of that, whether, whatever her position is impacts hormonal regulation due to blood flow to your uterus and your ovaries. And how and would so somebody know how their how their uterus is positioned? Like, how would I know that? Okay, so I could teach you that with an in-person evaluation. Okay. Um, and I could also, I, I do a lot of virtual training, so I can teach you over the phone as well, kind of in a virtual session. Um, but for people that are listening, the way that they would know that is from a physical exam, so to speak. Is that what you're saying? Or, or symptoms, symptoms. Okay. So, um Okay, if you have symptoms of urinary urgency, frequency, um, or incontinence, typically that's associated with a forward-tipped uterus, a uterus that's like leaning forward over your bladder. So your, your uterus is in the center of you and your bladder's in front and your bowel's behind, and they're all connected with fascia and ligaments. Mm -hmm. Okay, so if your uterus is in one position, your bladder and your bowel are gonna follow, and then though you, your musculoskeletal system typically follows as well. So, um, okay, so for example, forward tipped uterus is usually bladder issues. Backward tipped uterus is typically tailbone pain, low back pain, constipation, hemorrhoids. Um, you could have pain with intercourse um, with a forward or a backward tipped uterus. Typically a uterus tipped to one side leads to um, hip tension on that side, pelvic floor tension on that side. So you could like have physical pain, like, you know, left-sided hip pain, or maybe your left knee is, gives you a problem. And you, that could lead to some weakness in, or be from some weakness in your hip. Um, that can be related to an imbalance structurally in your pelvis that then leads to a rotation or a tilt of your sacrum. Your sacrum, there's a giant ligament that goes from your sacrum to your uterus. It's called the uterosacral ligament. And so any sort of pelvic imbalance or spinal alignment issue hugely impacts the position of your uterus and thus hormonal balance, blood flow, bladder function, bowel function. It's all so related. Wow, it seems like there this could open Pandora's box for so many issues for people. Yes, absolutely. And the exciting and then, thing is whether you have a forward or a backward tipped uterus, the intervention is the same. The protocol is the same. Okay. Okay, so whether she's tipped to the left or the right, protocol is the same. So, it's it's all about balancing the pelvis and then lifting and centering the organs through breath work and postural training. Okay. Now you talked about blood flow and everything to the uterus a minute ago. And my mind automatically goes to a lot of times when we have people that are coming to try to get pregnant, we send them to, you know, we have them do all the things 
as well as sometimes acupuncture. But it sounds like if we sure. did PT in relation to blood flow and therefore all the things that go along with getting your uterus itself healthy, that also sounds like a path that we normally don't really go into, except for when talking about other issues, not necessarily related to fertility or infertility, more so with the structural um, situation. But how does that, what do you know about the blood flow with the uterus and, you know, therefore the lining and all of those hormonal issues in relation or correlation to fertility? Or is there one? Yeah. So if, um, if she's not in her ideal position, like say your uterus is low, okay. And forward tipped. So instead of being like shaped, like, I don't know, we could say kind of like a pear. Okay. Mm -hmm. She might be shaped like, um, more of a folded over pancake. Okay. Okay. And because she's low and tipped forward, her blood flow is not as is not as adequate as it would be if she was in a higher position. She's not going to get as much blood flow. Okay, small intestine sits on top of your uterus. So if you have digestive issues and your small intestine is always like inflamed or heavier or you have like bloating, constipation, all of those toxins are sitting right on top of your uterus, changing her shape. Okay. And affecting her blood flow. So now if we talk about uterine lining, like as she like builds her lining throughout the month, it's not going to build symmetrically like around her internal cavity. Okay. And so you can start to, that's, that's what leads to like having more clots in your period, you know, because that lining wasn't built, um, symmetrically. And then that, and then it doesn't shed symmetrically either. So then you could have like brown blood. At the, at the beginning of your period. Like all of those are signs of a malpositioned uterus. Interesting. Okay. Continue on. I just wanted to kind of revert back to that as I was thinking about how it relates to fertility. So yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Great question. Absolutely. So, um, and it's in, in my perspective. I mean, of course there is, you know, fertility is so multifaceted. There's, it's so complex. There are so many things that are impacting, um, fertility, but structure, our physical structure and the position of your uterus is huge is like so huge. So, um, I just think that that's like a really big component of the bigger picture that we don't talk enough about. So, um, like I've, I've seen so many women with fertility issues, you know, saying like I have endometriosis, I've had, you know, six laparoscopies and my doctor said, I'll never get pregnant or whatever. It's like, okay, well that, you know, that's their perspective, but let's try lifting and centering your uterus and improving her blood flow and boom, you know, which it makes sense. I mean, that makes sense total sense to me hearing it from that perspective um 
Yeah. It's just I'm it's like, why, why aren't more people talking about this? Exactly. It's, it's not like... a Western perspective. It is not a standard of care right now. So you go into your gynecologist, you go into your OB, they do their check and they will notate. They'll say, oh, she has an antiverted uterus or a retroverted uterus, or it's, it's leaning to the left side of the pelvic cavity or whatever. Um, but they don't say that there's anything wrong with it. You know, they don't look at that as a dysfunction. And or mentioned to fix it. <laughs> they just note it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, exactly. And and so that is, yeah, that's like my mission is to is to change, you know, to change that knowledge. Um, and you know, that kind of brings me back to your first question about pelvic PT, right? Mm -hmm. So this is not um there are visceral manipulation. You like as a pelvic PT, you can take courses in uh, visceral manipulation. Um, but it's and for not people who don't know what that means or what that word visceral means. Can you explain what that me that what well, that visceral is? Visceral is just another name for your organs. Okay. So um, organ positioning. Okay. Through. Um, manual therapy. So the, the practitioner would put their hands on your belly and they do kind of this like light touch sort of thing. And then they'd move around your, you know, bladder or your bowel or your uterus or your intestines. Um, and I actually started practicing that myself some, but then it's like, okay, I positioned everything. Now you get off of the table and you walk around like you always do. And you breathe like you always do. And she'll go right back. You know, things will go right back to um, how they used to be. So that's why you really need more of an active exercise-based strategy that tightens that internal fascia and strengthens those ligaments that support your uterus um, in a way that the, it's activated through the muscles involuntarily. Because of course we can't like think about that. Um, getting off onto a bit of a soapbox to come back to typical PT, seeing like a, the standard of care, um, average physical therapist, women's health, public floor physical therapist typically does not do like does not, will not position your uterus or teach you how to position your uterus. So that's something that's really unique. Um, I'm creating a teacher training course um, next, this, this coming up year, 2023. So hopefully I'll be training more practitioners and this will become like more of a regular thing. Um, so that's not quite what you'll get going to a typical PT. However, so who do you seek out? beneficial because who do you seek out if you're trying to do that specifically now, like if somebody's listening and they're literally like going to be doing their transfer in two months and they're like, okay, maybe I should try this. Who should they go see? What type of physical therapist should they go see? Um, they should do my online program. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't know of enough. any other physical therapists at this time that combine the, the techniques that I combine into this protocol. And how so soon after they do this program, will they be able to know that, okay, it's, it's, it's now in the right position or we've, we've, accomplish what we set out to do, I guess. How do you know that? Yeah, typically that's based on um, symptoms. If the symptom is infertility, um, then we would look at the regularity of your cycles. We would look at like, what, what does your blood look like? Is it starting red? Is it ending red? Um, are you having painful periods? Are, is your bowel and bladder symptoms reducing? Is your back pain going away? Does intercourse still hurt? 
um, did you get pregnant? <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, the like those kind of things. It's exactly it's all based off off your symptoms and how you feel. Um, you can also tell by by like the look and kind of like the tone of your belly. It, it like literally visibly changes. Um, you can see like where your uterus is um, based on the shape, you know, kind of like the profile shape of your belly. So we can also um, look at look at that too. Um, I just want to say one more thing yeah, about please. pelvic PT. I'm still a huge proponent of that. So even if they don't directly say, you know, give you techniques to position your uterus, if they are helping you resolve trigger points in your pelvic floor. Okay. And, and they are resolving trigger points in your hips and your lower back and balancing your pelvis, which is a very standard of care PT. Um, then that is 100% going to bring blood flow to your uterus and improve your fertility as well. And a lot of times I'll see, um, I'll see clients virtually or, you know, help them through my online program while they see a in-person physical therapist, you know, in another state. I see. Okay. So great. Can combine the two as well. So before we get in like into your course and how you created it and everything, I still want to jump back to the spinal function and back pain and all of that. Not and maybe it is in relation to pelvic function and all of that, but in my case, not trying to get pregnant anymore and having back pain and all of those things and hip pain and you know throughout the years, many different yes. things around the back. Like, what do you think that, that, I guess, from what perspective do you say, work with either your core recovery method and or a PT, a regular PT versus let's say a chiropractor or something like that, or do you do them in conjunction for spinal health and all of that? Yeah, I think conjunction is great. Um, I'm not a huge fan of chiropractic in the way of um, having a, a really huge manipulation of your vertebrae on a regular basis, mm -hmm. because that can create instability in the, in the ligaments that support your spine. And then that creates muscle spasm around the spine. And so okay. you start to rely on that adjustment. However, mm -hmm. if you have a chiropractor that says, Oh yeah. Okay. You're having some pain. We're going to realign you and they realign you, give you some exercises and say, okay, bye. Like, let me know if you need me again. That's a good chiropractor. Okay. But yeah. the ones that are like, see me twice a week for six months, yeah. um, that creates instability. So, um, but yeah, in conjunction, you know, there's nothing like hands-on treatment. So if you can get some good hands-on treatment, absolutely go that route if that is not enough or, um, you know, not quite getting you to the point you want to go, um, then seeking out other methods, I think is really important. The other thing is, is hands-on treatment, like manual therapy is wonderful, but that's not going to fix you. Like that's not going to fix the issue. And that's really where I have created this method is because my patients, were I was heavily trained in manual therapy coming out of PT school. And so I'm doing internal pelvic floor release to my patients. I'm releasing their hips and their back. I'm doing this visceral manipulation. I'm working on their abdominal muscles. I'm releasing their diaphragm with my hands. And we're even doing like neck and jaw work and craniosacral therapy. And they're leaving feeling amazing, 
but they have to keep coming back and seeing me. And so they're not, they're not independent, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's like the true, true healing is you're like, here, here you go. Here's a method that you can implement yourself independently that fits in your life. That is like totally doable for a mother of three, right. Mm-hmm. With like a working mother of three or however many, uh-huh. um, that you can like easily implement in your life. Like that's where the real changes happen. And so that's where I started seeking out methods that I didn't learn in PT school necessarily, um, to really start creating some independence in my patients. I love that because yeah, we are all so busy and it is hard to get to wherever you need to go and take the time out for yourself to do that self-care, which is so important. But at the same time, it's like, ah, if I knew how to do this myself and not have to rely on somebody else's schedule in order to make that happen or whatever, it would be so much easier. So can you walk us through, first of all, how you created this amazing program and then walk us through what what it looks like? Like if we are to check it out and and say okay i'm going to commit to myself to do this and see a difference in my life what does that look like how long is it tell us a little bit about the modules and all of that good stuff okay excellent so um so i created this program i'll start from your first question yeah um so my my background i came out of pt school um doing a lot of sports medicine and seeing a lot of female athletes like marathon runners triathletes um, noticing that they had a lot of incontinence hemorrhoids diastasis pelvic floor dysfunction so i started um, to get more mentorship and i did some internships and fellowships in that and then um, long story short went into started working really closely with a urogynecologist who did a lot of pelvic surgeries. Um, he was a rare gynecolo- urogynecologist. He was like a very rare surgeon that didn't want to do surgery. <laughs> and he was like there, you know, if what you a breath can- of fresh air, I know. Right. Exactly. So, um, yeah, we just connected instantly and worked on, worked on a lot of patient cases together. Um, and then ultimately I went and created a women's health program in his urogynecology practice. And so for about three years, I saw 15 women a day with five days a week with pelvic dysfunction, like pre and post-operative. So these were women who needed a, you know, a bladder sling. So women with incontinence, um, prolapse, you know, pain with intercourse, infertility, sexual dysfunction, uh, you name it, all sorts of, and endometriosis, all sorts of pelvic dysfunctions. And so um, in seeing that many women and doing my, hands-on manual therapy, I started to notice these patterns that I'm like, huh, okay. Like everybody, everybody that comes in here has pelvic floor muscle spasm, but like everybody, if you, if you have incontinence, prolapse, hemorrhoids, constipation, low back pain, Mm -hmm. tailbone pain, sexual dysfunction, infertility, everybody had trigger points and muscle spasm in their pelvic floor. Um, All these women had had a very tight and low diaphragm. All of these women, their uterus was not in her ideal position. They were typically low. All of these women were unable to manage the pressure in their abdomen appropriately. I might be getting a little too technical, but increased pressure in your abdomen is like what happens when you cough or sneeze or run or jump or like push, you know, like when you're having a baby and you're pushing or, um, 
you know, on the toilet pushing, like that's increased pressure. So when the pressure increases in your abdomen, which as humans walking around against gravity, we're constantly receiving a downward pressure on our bodies. And if your muscles are not reflexively working in the right way and managing that pressure, then that downward pressure is going to be taken by your organs instead of your muscles. Hmm, And then that leads to continual lowering of your pelvic organs, continual compression of your spine and continual weakening of your internal fascia. Okay. Okay. So one, one premise that my, um, or I should say anatomical fact that my program is created around is the fact that, you know, one we talked about is organ position. That's like mm-hmm. the one thing. Second is the fact that our core muscles. So our abdominal muscles, our pelvic muscles, our spinal muscles, diaphragm, these muscles are primarily involuntary. Okay. So we don't have control, like conscious control over the majority of those muscle fibers. So 80% of the muscle fibers of our pelvic floor and abdominal and spinal and diaphragm, our core Mm -hmm. muscles are involuntary, 80% involuntary. So doing Kegels, crunches, planks, sit-ups, all the typical core pelvic work doesn't work. You're only accessing 20. Yeah, I know. (laughs) You're only accessing 20% of those muscles. And I know this because this is how I started practicing. That's what I taught all my patients to do. I had them doing Kegels, biofeedback, you know, all this stuff. And it like, it wasn't really working. Okay. So you have to elicit a reflex in order to activate that 80% of the core muscle fibers. That makes sense. You have to trigger a reflex. And how do we trigger that reflex? the position of your spinal cord and breathing. Those are the two ways we trigger reflex, reflexive activation of the involuntary muscle fibers of the core. And so through postural and breath training, we are training the core muscles to lift and center your uterus reflexively. So every inhale you take, your core muscles lift and center your uterus. Every time you exhale, core muscles engage in a way that lift and center your uterus. So it's, it's, a, it's a unique training that is completely based on eliciting a reflex through the subconscious nervous system. So it's not at all doing Kegels or thinking like, oh, suck my belly in or you know, move my pelvis like this. It's, it's not at all what you typically think of like, you know, normal sets and reps of exercises. It's, it's all about aligning your spine and just breathing in this like specific rhythmic way. That is so interesting because it's almost like reprogramming what we have been taught to know and think for so long. Right. Um, Which I think is part of us evolving in general is like, just because that's the way that it has been for so long. And that's what we thought it was. doesn't necessarily mean that that's what it has been. And it is now. And I love that because that's part of just your, 
I talk about all the time reprogramming our subconscious mind and versus the conscious. Oh. And now you're saying right now, like that, yes. that aspect of us that is just going right. And that we believe because we've been programmed at, from either something we saw or read or heard or whatever to think that. And, and so the fact that we have this ability to do it in what sounds like almost very simple once you learn it, right? I mean, if, it's, it if that's what it is, like yes. sign me up. Is there a way to be doing it wrong? Like I'm thinking, okay, if I'm going to do this, is it possible for me to do it a wrong way to mess it up? Oh, that's an excellent question. I get that a lot from clients looking at the program. So um, if you purchase the program, you have unlimited access to me via email, text message, voice, and video message. And so um, you can send me videos of you doing the exercises and I can give you feedback within typically one to two days. So you'll know you're doing it correctly. Um, but that indeed is, is very important because yes, you could do it wrong. You could be increasing the pressure in your abdomen instead of decreasing it. Um, and, and sometimes it's, it's kind of a fine line. Okay. So um, yeah, that, that feedback is, is really nice. Um, and at the same time, I've taught this method in person for years. And then I moved from Colorado to Hawaii. And a lot of my patients were like, oh, I want to keep training. Let's try it on FaceTime. And I was kind of skeptical, actually. And I was like, I don't know, but I'll try it for you. Um, and it worked amazingly. And then I started seeing a lot of virtual patients. Um, and it ended up I'm teaching the same protocol to all these virtual patients. And so I'm like, I got to reach more people. So I created this online program. So um, I am very confident that with, you know, a, somebody who has no idea how to breathe, how to posture, who has no idea what we're talking about, if this is like brand new information, they could watch these videos, see me teach the patient on the videos, um, and, and see all the things that they need to see to be able to do that. And there's a lot of checkpoints in the program where you test yourself and, and you test to make sure you're doing it correctly. Um, and these are things that I was only able to make up from just seeing years of virtual clients and, and Amazing. having it long distance. So Awesome. Well, I am so excited about this. Thank you for being here and sharing this awesome information. I'm definitely going to check it out. But for people who are listening, where can they find you and find out more information? Yeah, so I have a website. Um, it's thecorecoverymethod.com. And also on Instagram. Uh, my Insta my Instagram has a lot of content um, that you there's there are techniques that I also teach in my program. So you know if you kind of want to try some things out, you can go on my Instagram. A lot of my reels are um, videos of these techniques, and also in my story highlights, um, there's a lot of education and um, techniques that you can follow along with. Awesome. I um, also have a YouTube channel with not very many videos, but there is for um, breathing flows. So this breathing technique we just talked about, it's called hypopressive breathing. Um, and so you can, you can see me teach it um, in my YouTube channel as well. It's fantastic. Well, again, I'm super excited about this because I feel like it's, it's an untapped avenue to, you know, so many different things. And I always talk about this, our you know, our flow and our menstrual cycle being our sixth vital sign and, and being able to help Yes, for that is so, so awesome. So thank you for that. I, I'm really excited about this.
Yeah, absolutely. We'll talk again soon. Okay. Sounds good. Thanks, Elizabeth. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Creation Innovation Podcast. Make sure to follow us on Spotify for free episodes and subscribe to the Creation Innovation Podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you choose to get your podcast. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast wherever you're listening for a chance to receive a special gift. Yes, we actually do send out gifts. It's my favorite thing to do. So visit us at elizabethking.com backslash creation innovation for more information on how to enter. Every review counts and we are so grateful. You can follow me at the official Elizabeth King on Instagram or TikTok. Until next time.